0: Hello and welcome to That Films Stu. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. So Disney Plus, let's talk about it. And there's a lot to talk about, so I thought we'd put it here at the beginning of the podcast and then we can get into everything else, get into the regular show. Let's just streamline this bad boy, get it all out. Because there's just so much news. We've got the launch date, prices. We can go through it. November 12th this year 2019 that's when u.s subscribers will be able to get it the service will roll out globally over the next two years
1: so very quick i mean we did question it as residents of australia here we were thinking are we going to get it sometimes things like this don't come our way it looks like we will eventually
0: oh we definitely will yeah. we definitely will i was thinking next year the year after because i know at the moment like the streaming service in australia stamped They've They've got got all the Disney Disney stuff. And as soon as they made that announcement, I thought straight away, well, for Disney+, Plus, we are going to have to wait. But at least with this news, we know it is coming just in a year or two. Prices. Now, this is US $6.99 per month. My thought with that, pretty much like Stan and Netflix here in Australia, $10. $10. Another option, if you're in the US, instead of paying the $6.99 per month, you can pay 69 or essentially $70 annually. That looks that cheaper. If they bring that in here, the price structure might change region to region. This is an interesting point. Disney Plus will allow downloading so all content from the service can be accessed offline.
1: Oh, I suppose sort of like a... Like, I don't know how iTunes works, but the Spotify model with their music you pay for your subscription, you can actually download a song and play, you know, like if you go out to the country or something, you don't have internet connection, you can
0: listen to those tracks again. As far as I'm aware, you don't have the option for or do you? Oh you can purchase things on iTunes. Yeah, you do, you can. Yeah. So this is on Spotify that's
1: not purchasing, so and you can't move the songs onto something else. Like you still have to use the Spotify app.
0: So, so maybe yeah, this okay. streaming
1: service will run like that. You
0: can. I mean, not iTunes, but Apple. We've talked about it before. Are going to be launching Apple TV. So maybe you'll have the option there. But okay, but you can actually download content. That'd be cool for kids.
1: Probably easier and uh, better on the streaming, sort of, internet
0: bytes. Now I'm going to run through a content that will be available at launch. So in November, if there's anything in particular you want to jump on, we can embrace myself. We can pause and <laughs> we can talk about it. But if not, I'm just gonna read, read through them. The Simpsons will make Disney Plus its new exclusive home for streaming of past episodes. And yep. I'm thinking that's also going to be new episodes as well. Yeah. So apparently, it's just the back
1: catalogue now. Currently, um, the FX website they have like Simpsons World where they essentially have that. So Disney are obviously taking over that. Maybe that'll be that. Obviously, be scrapped.
0: I'm guessing. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I've got a feeling we're going to stop on everyone. No, now. no, no, we're not, we're not, we're not. John Favreau's The Mandalorian, the which is the first live-action Star Wars series. That's pretty exciting. And from the Star Wars celebration, they have revealed they've had the trailer there. We've not yet got an official release online, but we have seen pictures of the cast, some, like, some behind the scenes or some photos. And a nice, a nice logo as well. Yeah, in fact, yeah, not like the behind card. the scenes at all. Official <laughs> screenshots, and we've got uh, Carl Weathers which is pretty cool, and you're right, yeah, we've got the official logo. Captain Marvel. So I guess at the same time as the home release on DVD, Blu-ray, it's going to be on the streaming service. And Captain Marvel would be the first, I'd imagine, of the Marvel movies for that to happen. All Pixar theatrical shorts. Forky asks a question, a series of Pixar shorts, See, you're right. Last time we were talking about Toy Story, yeah. and you kept Forky's saying Forky. Name. It is his name. I was questioning it at the it's time. It's Forky name. But his name is Forky. <laughs> it's, uh, it's his name. A live-action Lady in the Tramp movie that is starring Tessa Thompson and Justin Thoreau. So nothing's stopping them. Even on their streaming service, they're still doing live-action. But that movie, that's a movie, isn't it? So it's going to be yeah. live-action on the big screen, surely? Yeah. Well...
1: Wait, you're you thinking... I, I read this as that they would launch it through this. Like, it would premiere.
0: Surely they'd give it a theatrical release as well. It could be I where mean, There's going. so much speculation with this. I need more details. I need... This was my attempt to give concrete news, but I'm just throwing up questions. But I just kind of figured, like, way back when, when they announced the live-action Lady in the Tramp movie, of course it's going to be on the big screen. Mm. Lion King, Aladdin, all these movies are on the big screen. It would be strange if they downplayed unless it and just a, made it available Unless at home. it's a lower budget, you know, just sort of. I don't know. I don't know. Did you see the picture they put up? No, I don't know. No. It looks like two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed it. to do, but that's, that's essentially what it looks like. But okay. Uh, this is one for you, Jason. I feel as though they've specifically made this one just for you. The World According to Jeff Goldblum.
1: That's amazing. So this is via the
0: uh, National... Is it Geographic? Geographical? They call it Nat Geo now. Nat Geo. No, not now on the end. That's just what... They call it Nat Geo. And yes, it used to be National okay. Geography. But yeah, so it's Jeff Goldblum just musing about stuff.
1: If it's just even narrating. Lots of oohs and ahs
0: and, uh, you know,
1: sauciness. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's I'm an a, audience for it. I, I mean, know, you're, and you're and part of the audience. I'm
0: right here. Okay, so... And as well as that, there's going to be more than 250 hours of content from that Geo. Cool. for the not, all narrated, not all narrated by Jeff Goldblum, I'm sure. Uh, 5,000 episodes of Disney Channel content and 100 Disney Channel original movies. So I guess if you like your Disney Channel, everything's going there pretty much, that sounds... I mean, if we do a quick review, the first live-action Star Wars series, Captain Marvel's going to be on there. Anticipation for... Toy Story 4 is high. And then Forky, you know, a character that looks to be big in in that movie. And I'm sure people are going to want to see more of him. All the Pixar stuff. And that is a lot. Even if they just had The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's a big push. No, it looks like they've got heaps of... Yeah, like you said,
1: all the Star Wars films will be rolled out eventually. All the Pixar films will be rolled out um, at some point. Um, There's going to be an original film called Togo, which will star Willem Dafoe which is about like a a sled dog, which is something cool, like sort of like a Bolto-type thing. I don't need to see everything
0: (laughs) the launching. I'm sure it's fine. But I mean,
1: there's stuff on there. Yeah, there's a whole list of... There's Stargirl, based on uh, Jerry Spinelli's best-selling book.
0: Not to be confused with DC Universe. It's a different Star Girl. Okay, I'm well, not as
1: excited now. Actually, different Star Girl. Um, but of course, I mean, I guess the main kicker is more than seven thousand five hundred episodes and five hundred films from the Disney
0: library, and that's insane. And even without counting new content, if Disney was just to put out what they already have, that's already so much content. And then they're going to put all the new stuff with it. Other series announced. Some of these we've heard about, but now they are officially confirmed with logos. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier series starring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. What these Marvel TV series are going to be doing is different to what we've had on ABC, on Netflix. They're going to be showcasing characters from the big screen on the small screen with actors reprising the roles. Mm-hmm. Wonder Vision Got to be... The worst title for a TV show. <laughs> it, it just sounds like Wonka Vision. <laughs> starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. So of course that is the Scarlet Witch Vision TV show. Like her name is Wonder,
1: if you if you didn't work it
0: out. But in case you've not seen this written down, Wonder Vision is one word with a capital V for Vision. Yeah. Right. Wow. Loki, starring Tom Hiddleston, Marvel's What If, which is a animated series. The first installment will ask, what if Peggy Carter, not Steve Rogers, took the super soldier serum? Yes. That sounds great. They're going to have a lot of fun in this series. And I'm sure they're going to get Hayley Atwell to voice Peggy Carter. I mean, why not?
1: I would say so. I'd say they try and pull as much MCU existing stuff into this animated series.
0: A Star Wars series about Cassian Andor and K2SO starring Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk. We've seen Rogue One, I'm thinking prequel. Series, maybe? I
1: um, I mean, that could be a given. (laughs) I mean, no spoilers, but I'm thinking that's going
0: to be a prequel. A Marvel series about Hawkeye and Kate Bishop starring Jeremy Renner. This is making me think even more, the trailer for Endgame, got Hawkeye training the young girl, has to be Kate Bishop. Come on, I mean... They've announced Kate Bishop. has to be. (laughs) We're getting a follow-up to the 2018 film Love, Simon, which is an interesting one because that was a Fox movie, wasn't it? Yeah, so it? they're moving fast on that one. Wasting no time. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Terrible news. I think that's the official title. <laughs> it's still better than WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes... Yeah, that is... Just,
1: oh, it's bad. Uh, that'll be fun. So High School Musical, like a TV series of it, right? Yes. Probably still not a starring, musical. Probably not selling Zach. Exactly no, it'll be no. his own
0: thing. And Into the Unknown, making Frozen 2, a documentary series. And there's also... All the documentary series announced for Marvel.
1: Oh, okay, so a documentary series on the making of Frozen.
0: 2. So that's going to a be a whole series. I'd imagine that would be part of it. So there'll be a documentary series, and then maybe Frozen Two is the first focus. Oh, okay, like and then they'll this, spotlight so... different properties. Right. Of course, all Disney. If you don't like Disney, this streaming service is a nightmare for you <laughs> because it's all Disney. But I mean. There's gotta be stuff that you do like about Disney. But then again, if you don't like Disney, but you like twentieth Century Fox, Disney Plus. The wife pointed out something about
1: um I've got a I've got a variety of tattoos on me and she pointed out that they are all now can't they all now come under the Disney banner. Because you've got what, The Simpsons? I've got The Simpsons, I've got well Spider-Man at least through the comics, you know, comes under Disney. Um yeah, Dragon Ball Z Is that Disney as well. Distribution through Fox, the movies in oh anyway,
0: Like, Yeah my toy story bit about me there, but uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, Disney. So that is a lot of content. Now, I've just thought, there's one that we didn't mention, Monsters at Work, which is a Monsters, Inc. TV series. Oh. With the movie cast returning. Oh. I right know. That's... And that didn't even make the list. <laughs> there is that much content. And I'm sure there's more that I'm blanking on. See, that's interesting, because when they usually did, well when they used to just make an animated series of a movie,
1: they would get, you know voice actors who sounded similar. It depends,
0: because when they did uh, the Tangled TV series, oh. it's the cast from the movie. That's uh, Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. Yes, we all.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> and that's it. That's our coverage of Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So much content, so much content. When it's available here in Australia, I think we're both going to get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I didn't want to speak for you. <laughs> now on to trailer talk. So let's talk about a Disney movie, <laughs> Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. First of all, the title. I like it, but what does it mean? What does Who's it mean? Skywalker? Is it oh, Rey? Is it a redemption story I... for Kylo Ren? I've thought about this a lot. Who is it? I mean, yeah, you
1: know what I mean. He is the Skywalker lineage, but you know what? I don't like the title. I don't. I... I'm
0: okay with the title, but I don't want. I do not want a redemption story. For Caliban. Because it's
1: already happened with Darth Vader, I guess. And
0: he kind of teetered in The Last Jedi. But he killed Han Solo. Sorry, spoilers. The Force (laughs) Awakens. He killed Han Solo. There is no redeeming him for me at all.
1: I mean, uh, Anakin Skywalker killed many... But Darth
0: Vader's cool. Hey Kylo Ren. <laughs> <Man. laughs> the trailer. But um, is is it the is it the rise rise of Luke Skywalker's Force Ghost? <laughs> is, is that who it is? <laughs> you know, okay. In the trailer, I will say, is just a thing of beauty. I I did not think I did not know this trailer was going to happen, and I loved everything about it. But you know, when you get in the narration, you got Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, mm. and then when he laughs at the end, and people were losing their minds, Emperor Palpatine is back. I honestly thought Hamill had gone full Joker at the end. (laughs) And it was just (laughs) Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker laughing maniacally from beyond the grave. So the Emperor is back. He is. What is he doing? Where
1: has he been? So many questions.
0: I saw uh, somebody put an image up online and they'd redone the title as Star Wars. The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> is that a better it. title for I it? love it. <laughs> hey, it's Disney. <laughs> so the trailer, it starts with Heavy Breathing, which is a callback to Finn, the first trailer we got for The Force Awakens. Mm. And straight away, it's like, okay, this is what JJ is doing. With, well,
1: As you we know, Abrams is back. He did The Force is. Awakens. He didn't and do... And with The second. Force
0: Awakens, he did a particular thing. He, he was... I guess if you were going to compare it to anything, although this was more successful, it's Brian Singer directing Superman Returns. It's a homage, it's hitting the, the popular beats of that original movie, and that's what... Or I guess another comparison, a better one, would be Jurassic World. Sure. Where it's very much... It is its own thing, but it's... You're getting all those feels, like it's got all those touchstones. Force stands. Awakens. At least the trailer, the first launch trailer, felt
1: like Star Wars. You know, more than the prequels felt like Star Wars. This trailer, again,
0: feels like Star Wars. A lot more than The Last Jedi did, Yeah, And you know what? The Last Jedi, for me, it does still feel like Star Wars, but a different kind of Star Wars. And I don't think it's still happening, but at one point, Ryan Johnson was getting his own Star Wars trilogy where he was going to be able to do a new thing. And I think... Halfway, or not halfway, but, you know, if we're saying that the third trilogy is what J.J. started, in the middle of that, going in a new direction with a new tone, that's not the place to do it. Like, carry on and finish the Skywalker saga, and it's like J.J., he's the guy to do it. Yeah. So the trailer, it starts with heavy breathing, and then we get Ray flipping over a TIE, not a TIE fighter. Some people speculated it is a TIE silencer, which was the ship piloted by Kylo Venn? Because what's happening in the opening? Is it training? Sure. Is, it, <laughs> yeah, is um... Kylo behind the controls or is it Finn? Is it. There's, you can yeah, just see, I don't know enough about the Star Wars you know, ships and machines and all that. Like, so. I'm blanking on the name of what apparently it is. But it's some sort of tie vehicle. And the way she flips and she draws... Because originally she's running. Mm. And then to show that she's not in distress, she's in control of the situation, she draws a lightsaber, flips, and it's just brilliant. You know, Rolando Calarisian is in here. Not Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> the original Lando. Although, interestingly, dressed like Donald Glover's Lando. Mm. Which I thought was an interesting choice. But it was great seeing him. Great seeing him. The characters together. Can you remember Last Jedi? They were all split up. They're together now. They work together in Force Awakens, and it looks like they're going to be working together, and just the chemistry is there, and just seeing these characters interact, that's what I want for my Star Wars. So we've got an older trailer, but I still want to talk about it. I think it dropped just after our last movie show, Joker. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I'm very intrigued.
1: I mean, so this looks like it's it's like an uh, an artsy type you know or almost like if this had nothing to do with the with the comics it could just be something you would just think thing. it was you know yeah a piece of really creative oscar worthy potential film but it's about the joker
0: so in this trailer we're following the tragic beginnings of the character so whether the final evolution of the character is what we see in this trailer or if there's going to be another stage mm-hmm. where it's going to look more like the joker but It looks like an interesting experiment, and I'm really liking what Phoenix is doing as the Joker, and there's so many things that I'm liking that I'm finding interesting in this trailer, and then all of a sudden you've got Robert De Niro, and he's like, this just looks so interesting. This, Yeah, it's just bonkers, like bonkers. Did you see when he grabs the kid and he's making him smile? That's Bruce Wayne. Oh. So it very much is. Which, I mean... Batman can't be in this. It's a Joker story without Batman, which a lot of people have issue with. But viewing it as an experiment, as a standalone movie, I'm all for it.
1: Let's just go in and have a good time. The Addams Family are back. Let's just have a good time. In (laughs) animation.
0: This looks pretty good. It looks fun. I like the animation style. It does look close to the original comic strips. Mm. So I'm all for that. But the, you don't really get to appreciate it because it's animation, but the voice cast is incredible. We've got Oscar Isaac as Gomez, Charlize Theron as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday, Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley, Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester, and Bette Midler as Grandma. That's a cast. That's a good cast. And it is a good-looking film. And I do like The Addams Family. And I've always leaned more towards The Addams Family over The Monsters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they, Esau, which one do you watch? Yeah. The trailer's
1: pretty funny. You know, there's uh, a few little gags and stuff, both visual, both like through dialogue and all that. Um, there's a couple lines that are callbacks to those live action movies from 90-something odd. Early 90s, yeah. yeah. It looks pretty decent. Um, I didn't really have much interest, but after watching the trailer, no, nah, they've sold it to me. I'm like, you know, I might actually pay someone. Here's some money, I might go get a ticket for it. Okay, this yeah.
0: this someone is a ticket vendor at a cinema. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, actually I'll probably just do it on my line myself and print it myself because that's how it works. Oh, like, is that how you do it? You know what? <laughs> I
0: always pay the man. I always go, anyway, we're getting off topic. There's never a man. There's never a man. <laughs> Sometimes there's a woman. The Adams Family. I do like the Adams Family. So yeah. when they announced it was coming back, I was excited and admittedly a little less excited when they said that it was animated. But still, I'm an Adams family fan. I'll take it any way I can. And now on to movie news. All right, we'll start off with, um, we've got some
1: Shazam news. Now, Shazam's already come out. We've watched it. We did a review. There's a plug. Um, Shazam 2, a sequel is in the works with screenplay writer Henry Gaden tapped to write the script. Director uh, David F. Sandberg is also expected to return.
0: I did have a feeling they'd announce this sequel quickly. One, it's a success. Like, the yep. first movie is a hit. She's had two weeks at number 1. And and just to show you the strength of this movie, one week on the big screen is when the sequel got announced. Now we're two weeks in, but you just look at that young cast. You can't wait 2 years, 3 years. They're going to grow too quickly.
1: Yeah, and I think as we said in our review, not to give too much, um but it it is that cast, especially all, like all those young kids that really bring a lot of the fun stuff to it. So yeah, get them in production.
0: But it's a good movie, History. so more of that. <laughs> Black Widow. We've got some casting, so of course, Scarlett Johansson is back as Black Widow. We're also getting David Harbour and Rachel Weiss. Oh yeah, okay. We don't know who they're playing, doesn't matter. I do like David Harbour. I've not seen Hellboy yet, but I do like <laughs> David Harbour, you know, based on the bit parts that he's had in pretty much everything you've seen, and... Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because this guy's in everything. He's in Quantum of Solace. He's in Suicide Squad. I could just keep going. You are like, oh really? Like they're he's all in that? they're
1: all like, yeah, just minor roles, and then
0: Stranger Things. I think is the main. But one then it's like it, it's all big things. You know, he's he's not got yeah. a small part in this thing that you've not seen. He's got a small part. He's got a small part in that thing you have seen. You just didn't realize. But yeah, that's intriguing. And we talked about last time how... Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Florence Pugh, the actress from Fighting With My Family, she's tipped to be the big bad in the Black Widow movie. Oh. So it's coming together. We've yeah. heard about this movie for years. Now it's happening.
1: The 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 wheels are turning. Um, we've got news on The Eternals. Uh, Kamail Nanjiani is in talks to star alongside Angelina Jolie in the upcoming MCU film The Eternals. Um, which will be directed by Chloe
0: Zhao. That's a property that I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I can't even list off any characters. Maybe we should have researched a few characters. To- oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I personally, I like going in not really knowing... Maybe for, for the point of this, yeah, yeah, the audience, I think you're well, right. Maybe rem- we should have done something more. A <laughs> some
1: you know, more, b- more professional. But I remember going to see Guardians of the Galaxy knowing jack shit. And because of that, I think that just
0: really brought more excitement to it. So I think, yeah, the Eternals could do that again for me. And there's some good casting there. The New Mutants, let's talk about that some more. <laughs> I think. But I keep telling I, you, I'm, you know, I'm sick of it. <laughs> we literally said last time that we have been talking about this for so long. It has like, been like three nothing, years. Nothing has happened. But Disney has something to say. The New Mutants is still coming to cinemas. There's a but. <laughs> but there's no word on when or if the reshoots will happen. I thought they were going to leave the reshoots and dump it on Hulu. That's what I thought was going to happen. But apparently Disney is saying it's still going to get a theatrical release. And maybe it's the movie they decided they didn't want to put out being the movie they want to put out. It's Disney at this stage, they can do what they want. (laughs) I mean, with the movie in the stage that it was, when Fox wasn't happy, it may have not gone anywhere. But with Disney, I think they can just... Yeah, just put it out. I know
1: we're not we, we don't know what sort of banner or anything they will put it out under. You know whether it will still have like a 20th Century Fox fanfare fair beforehand, or if it'll have Disney printed on it. I'm guessing it probably won't. Not like as a title card, maybe somewhere in the fine print. But yeah, they they'll just throw it out. They're not gonna they're not gonna be too precious over it. So I think
0: if they think oh, it's affordable just to put out and you know get some money in for it, they'll they'll do it. That it's a product that they can sell. But it's essentially not the movie Fox wanted to put out, but it's the movie that was originally made. Because remember that people reacted positively to the horror elements, Mm. and they were looking at making it more of a horror and introducing a brand new character. See, Disney might be saying, We just don't, we're
1: not interested in doing
0: anything to it. Let's just put it out. Put
1: it out, get some cash back, move on. Cash that they didn't spend. Thanks, Bob. (laughs) Yeah, like they spent nothing. Well, I mean, they bought it.
0: I mean, yeah, for a lot of money. But they didn't specifically just buy that. Baggage. I'm sure that the whole Disney deal or box deal didn't hang on the New Mutants. Oh, definitely. Not. Like, oh, better. Everything else is gravy. Get me New Mutants.
1: This is going to make you very happy. Um, Tomb Raider, I know you're a fan. Nah, lots of sarcasm there. Um, Alicia Vikander, I'm a very big fan. Gorgeous. Um, she's set to return as Lara Croft in Tomb Raider 2.
0: Yeah, she is. So. Terminator Dark... F- oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> still on this story. Well,
1: like, I know you're not keen, so that's... No, I'm not keen. So
0: I don't think we'll do a review then. I will go and watch it and uh, you, I'll let you... You, know, I'll let you my thing with that movie is in the the last moments, for me, she became Lara Croft 2 Warner. So, we so maybe this sequel is giving me the movie that I waited two hours to see. Ah, Cont- Maybe there's a review in there. <laughs> if I can get a free screening, maybe we'll do a review Terminator Dark Fate, we got our first look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton in the movie. And it's them two looking older. I mean, yeah. If I you've mean, not seen the pictures. Looking older, but looking good. They do look good. They I do mean, look good. And we got to see uh, the other cast members as well that look in the part. But in this, we've got Arnie. He's grey. He's got the grey stubble. But he still looks good.
1: Yeah. Nothing's re- nothing much has really changed with this story, I guess. Like, where, how I feel. You know, like, I will be watching it. But I'm still going in with great hesitation of... You know, James Cameron's all talk.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way that he bigged up Genesis before it came out. Yeah. Wow. Um, but now
1: this is—I mean, this is his thing. He's—I mean, this is his movie. So,
0: Tim Miller, the director of the first Deadpool, he's the director on this, isn't he? Oh, so it's not James Cameron directing? Oh, of course not. Oh, no, 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 no. he's not, not directing. No, 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 no. He's too, oh, maybe I'm not. He's even... too busy directing those Blue Cat movies. God
1: damn those Avatars.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's—he's he's busy with that. No, he's a consultant. He's a producer. But he's not directing this. Was he producing Genesis? He probably oh, was that had his name, name on that. I, yeah. yeah, I reckon his name was on there. That's but definitely he more didn't involved in anything. this one, right? No, he is. He is yeah. more involved in this one. But he is not directing. Let's talk Scoob.
1: Yeah, let's talk Scoob. We've got more casting. <laughs> Kiersey Clemens and Ken Jong are the latest to join the voice cast of the new Scooby-Doo animated film, Scoob. Clemens will be Dee Dee Skies, who was the smartest member of Captain Caveman's Teen Angels. And Jung will voice Dino Mutt, who was known for his adventures with Blue Falcon in the old Hanna-Barbera
0: cartoons. I just thought I'd just put some of my casting news in for school. We're just going to keep going <laughs> yeah, along it, with I this. Mean, until I was going to bring up, whilst recording. Do you want to stop doing casting news for Scoop? Because it's probably gonna be some new casting for every couple of weeks. I like how we um, they we seem... have like an on air discussion. Yeah, no, we can do it, it. But they they seem to be casting the entire Hanna Barbera universe. Like we're getting all of them. Like these characters could pop up for like I mean, five seconds. Give it a couple of weeks and we'll be announcing the cast or who they're gonna cast as Blue Falcon. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Who will our net type, I'm sure. Bad mom's moms. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so we first got, and we got bad mums. We're not American. We don't say mom. So let's say bad moms. That was the first one. Mums. <laughs> okay, so you're Australian. I'm English. This is how we do it. Moms. Anyway, mom. we've got okay. Mom. <laughs> we got bad mom. And the second one in the US was bad moms. <laughs> bad mums. But in Australia, we got Bad Mums at Christmas. Was that the official No, I, think, I think the Americans... Oh, no, they got, they Christmas, got bad Christmas. Christmas we got
1: Bad Mums too. That's right. Yeah, we just went, it's a C, we'll put a tour on it. I um, am making a mess of this. Well, this let's, let's go back. Bad Mums, the first one. Yeah, you do it. I really liked it. The second one. Awful. Didn't like it. No, awful. <laughs> um, one element that I didn't like was uh, the grandparents.
0: Oh, the bad moms, moms. Yeah, the bad mom, moms. So. Well, they're getting their own movie. So, is it essentially bad? Susan Sarandon, Cheryl Hines, Christine Baranski. Yes, it so is this the three, third movie. Or is this a spin-off? It's the third movie. I don't need it. So let let's look, let's it. look at the right. American release then. So we've got bad moms, bad moms 2, bad moms, moms, bad moms Christmas, bad moms, moms.
1: Is it oh, too oh, hard? That's right.
0: Yes, oh, it it too too hard. Hard. <laughs> yes, it is too hard. Let's look at the Australian release. (laughs) Either way, it is wow. I thought we were going to quickly just mention it, move on. You know, at one point, they were going to do Bad Dads. That makes more sense to me. Especially if you... you, With this movie, it sounds like they're not bringing the original cast back. Mm. They're moving completely with the Bad Mums Mums. Just not keen.
1: Just not keen. So I'm going to talk about Army of the Dead, um, which is a Zack Snyder movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave Batista is set to star. It's a zombie heist. Um, will be on Netflix.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out.
1: That's the news. We
0: like zombies. When, we, but we... when you mentioned uh, Batista, then it reminded me of a trailer that originally was in Trailer Talk, but I've removed it to make room for Star Wars. Stuba. <laughs> Stuba. <laughs> so looks generally funny. Yeah, You mentioned uh, when we were talking about the Eternals, Kamal. Oh, yeah. So it's him and Batista in a buddy cop movie. Only one of them is an Uber driver. And I'm not talking about Batista. He's the (laughs) hard edge cop. Oh, cool. He looks fun. I'm going to go out. I'm going to YouTube that trailer. It looks good. Elizabeth Moss has joined Universal and Blumhouse Productions' reboot of the classic horror movie, The Invisible Man. Okay. They're doing it. They're doing classic horror. Second try. Let's <laughs> let's see how they well, go. They tried with Dark Universe, and when and when that was in motion, it was going to be Johnny Depp as the Invisible mm. Man. But of course, it didn't get beyond the Mummy, which I did enjoy. But the Dark Universe approach was a like an action, action, and horror, adventure type, big budget. Yeah,
1: where you know the the classic Universal monsters
0: are, you know, uh, dark, spooky. You know, so, ghouls yeah. in the
1: night. You know, that's.
0: And it's what they're going to be going for here. And, and, you know, Blumhouse is known for low-budget horror. And that's what we're going to get here. It's said to be a low-budget film, character-driven and scary.
1: I mean, they're just words, but sounds good.
0: (laughs) And it's Lee Winnell who did Upgrade, started with the Saw movies. Mm. So I'm all for his take on The Invisible Man. But with Moss in the lead, are we to think it's going to be The Invisible Woman? Or is she going to be like a female starting alongside sort of, yeah. an Invisible Man. But after seeing her in Us, brilliant. I thought she was great in that movie. It's the first time I've really seen her. I mentioned it at the time. Yeah, very clips brief exposure. Handmaid's of... <laughs> Tale, yeah. clips only, never a full episode. But I really liked her in Us, which obviously was a horror. And now horror again, still Blumhouse. Yeah, I think she's a good fit. And now on to TV news. Right, first story is about Titans. Um,
1: We've got, is it Ian? Yeah, Ian Glenn. And our first story is about Titans. Um, Ian Glenn has been cast as Bruce Wayne in Titans. Um, It's not yet known if he will appear on screen suited up as Batman.
0: But he will be, Bruce Wayne, the man. We did see Batman... Not an actor, but we got to see Batman in the season finale of Titans, and he was absolutely fantastic. I'll say no more about it if you're not seen it. You've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an interesting take for Bruce Wayne, and I do think at some point, maybe not to begin with, but we'd have to see him in the costume. I mean, that, that fans would want it
1: if you know, like if if he's good, if they if they gravitate towards him. And I looked up the actor;
0: he's fifty-eight.
1: He has. A bit of an Adam West
0: type look to so Adam West yep. as a as a gracefully older man. He looks old and weary. And you've got to think live action has to be the oldest Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, I reckon, would be up there in age, but of course he's Batman in animation. Mm-hmm. So I'd say on screen playing Bruce Wayne, and you know what? If we didn't get Batman, we just got Bruce Wayne, brilliant. What I love about Titans, anyway, is you feel as though you're spending time in the lived-in DC universe. So even just having Bruce Wayne on screen, it just adds so much to it. And this guy's an interesting choice. We've
1: also got Kieran uh, Walters has been upped to a series regular um, for the second season. Um, obviously, you know we know
0: he was listed as a guest star in season one, and he was brilliant as Jason Todd in season one. And the first time that we got to see two Robins opposite each other in live action. I oh man, I really enjoyed that first season of Titans and with the casting that we've said previously for Deathstroke, Ravager, Jericho and now Bruce Wayne I'm just getting more excited and Superboy's going to be in it Crypto Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for, for more Titans Sound and bonkers The Umbrella Academy will return for Season 2 Have you finished Season 1? No Me neither But I did start it, and I was enjoying it, (laughs) but I stopped because this podcast keeps me very busy. I had to take time out to watch something else, but I will be getting back into it. Sure. It's a good show.
1: For the fans uh, that have been enjoying it so far, yeah, good news for them. Um, And the last story for TV news is related to The Walking Dead, which, as I always bring up, I know you're avidly a big fan.
0: (laughs) I like how you just throw me under the bus every time (laughs) we bring up The Walking Dead. Yes, I don't watch Walking Dead. I'm one of them people. Yeah, there's not many of us.
1: As I said in our last show, you know, like it has really turned around this last season. But anyway, AMC is planning a third Walking Dead series, um, planned to come out 2020. So we've got a new spinoff. It'll focus on two young female leads who are part of the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. So very much like a, a current, you know, Walking Dead world. Yeah, children have been born during the, you know, the zombie outbreak, or walker outbreak, I should say. Yeah, this is an interesting take because, you know, we are getting kids becoming older and coming, turning into teenagers, I guess, yeah, it's a it's a whole new world. They don't know any different, so it could be interesting.
0: As a concept, I really like it. Yeah. As a show, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Just because it's obviously It's started. Walking Dead, I'm out. Yeah. I am out. I don't care how many shows. If the zombies, or walkers, I apologise, <laughs> if the walkers start flying around with capes, I'm still not watching it. There's nothing the show can do to bring me back.
1: Uh, that would probably stop me from watching it.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was the best thing I could think of. So what, what do I like? Capes. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it for TV news. On to the recommend. What do you have?
1: Okay, this is something different. I came across this... It's a comedy horror movie um, from last year, from 2018. It's called Bloodfest. Um, it's written and directed by Owen Edgerton. Uh, we've got Sacha Gabriel, Robbie Kay, and Jacob Batalon from Spider-Man Homecoming. plays Ned. Um, there and it basically it's about it's about these people they go to this this festival that's all about horror movies and you know from the past, from the present there's some fictional ones thrown in there as well. Um, the twist well not the twist like the, the twist for the characters when when they get there is that they're all trapped they're in this facility and they're they're being hunted down and killed. And it's a bloodbath, and it's it's pretty fun. It's a you know a bit of meta humor, sort of you know in the vein of like Scream, stuff like that. You know, like they they the tropes of the horror movie genres, the you know the ones from the past, all those sorts of stereotypes and cliches. They all poke fun at them, and you know, it's pretty fun. It's fun. It's a bit goofy with special effects and stuff, but it, it's a
0: fun little thing. So if you pick it up on DVD, Blu-ray, iTunes, whatever, I think I've seen it on DVD. In the shops. It's got like a Ferris wheel on the cover. Sounds about right. Okay. I cool. don't think there's a Ferris wheel in... Or maybe, oh, maybe it's no, not there. There is, it just...
1: there is a, a clown area.
0: But it does ring a bell. I've not seen it, but it, it, sound, it sounds familiar. Mm. I'm going to recommend something that has aired just six episodes and I laughed my ass off. This time with Alan Partridge. Mm. Oh, Steve Coogan. It is Partridge best. Absolutely hilarious. Alan is handed a career lifeline, the chance to stand in as co-host on this time, a weekday magazine show. It's absolutely hilarious. I don't want to spoil any of the gags. It's well worth watching. aired in the UK over the past few weeks or past six weeks, just six half an hour episodes. And it's absolutely brilliant. I would say it's the best Alan Partridge in years. And he's said to be putting another Partridge show out as well. It's absolutely brilliant. I think here in Australia, compare it to something like The Project, you know, that kind of show, only with Steve Coogan as Partridge being the host. And it is just absolutely hilarious. If you like British comedy and you like Alan Partridge, check out This Time with Alan Partridge. Okay, as always, we will close out on some trivia. And it's Scooby Doo trivia from the 2002 movie. Ooh. It was originally set to have a much darker tone essentially poking fun at the original series and was set for a PG-13 rating. Shaggy was set to be a stoner, Velma and Daphne had a side relationship and there were many (laughs) marijuana references. According to Sarah Michelle Gellar, after the cast had signed on, there was a change and the film became more family friendly. However, by 2017, James Gunn confirmed that the original cut of the film got an R rating and had to use CGI to cover Cleavage. What? <laughs> I want that movie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, you want a movie with lesbian... I want death that... Daphne and I want the movie that Sam Michelle Gellert apparently signed on to make. That probably explains a lot. You reckon, yeah, they all... From their backgrounds,
1: you know, coming from those teen I know what you did last summer, those, the Scream you know, movies, yeah.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, yeah, all of that. Those sexy movies. Yeah, weird. It's insane that that was the movie they started to make or set out to make and what we got was just so different I and mean, there's already
1: I mean there was still some like marijuana references and I'm, stuff
0: there always is with Scooby-Doo but I'm th- or more so I shaky I mean there was a character called Mary Jane but I'm thinking <laughs> like it's been so long since I've seen that first Scooby-Doo movie and I did see it at the cinema Yeah, that's when I first watched it but wasn't it revealed that Scrappy-Doo was actually Rowan Atkinson's character or something along those lines yeah it's he being, was a robot
1: wasn't he yeah
0: Weird, weird, weird. You know what? I don't know when, but an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Comics, we're going to do that movie. <laughs> we're going to have a rewatch, and we're going to talk all things Scooby-Doo. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. at
0: thatfilmsviewpodcast. And don't forget our new website, thatfilmsviewpodcast.com. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our recent reviews for Shazam and Pet Cemetery.
1: Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that original movie from 1990, and Rewind and Review have an upcoming review of 2004's Hellboy.
0: You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Hello and welcome to that film, Stu. i <laughs> Luke. Okay, I got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot who I was. I literally knew said, I'm Jason.